Welcome to the Anchor Daily. We're reading through the Gospel of Mark and reflecting on Jesus, whose death and resurrection paid the penalty for our sins and achieved victory over death. Here's a Jeopardy question to start off our podcast today. On average, only about 25% of your high school graduating class will do this after high school. Hey, what's the answer? It's attend at least one class reunion. How many of you have attended at least one of your class reunions since you graduated? This is Angie, and I have actually attended all of mine. And no, I won't tell you how many that is. Granted, I'm an extrovert, and I only had 54 classmates, so catching up is easy and fun for me. But if only 25% actually attend a reunion, it seems the vast majority of people have no interest in returning home to participate. Why? Well, maybe because people fear the rejection, judgment, or ridicule that might come from their classmates. Maybe those extra few pounds, that divorce, those wayward children, or the lack of financial success makes it extra hard. It appears that for many, it's not all fun and games. Or as Rocky Balboa told his son in Rocky VI, the world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. In our passage for today, Mark 6, verses 1 through 13, Jesus discovered something similar as he ventured home to Nazareth, a village in those days of somewhere between 600 and 1,200 people. A town just like my own hometown, where everyone would know everyone else and also know everyone else's business. Scholars note this was a significant trip home for Jesus. This was not just a hometown boy returning for a casual visit. As having disciples in attendance with him identified Jesus as a rabbi. The crowd that gathered in the synagogue was stunned at first by the wisdom, words, and works of Jesus, but that was short-lived, as instead of seeing the divine, they began to question his worth and value. Can't you just hear the murmurs among the crowd, things you might even hear at a class reunion if someone gave a life update? Who does he think he is? He's just a small town kid. He's a blue-collar worker like the rest of us. He acts like he's better than us. As old and old saying notes, familiarity breeds contempt. This contempt permeated the synagogue air and rejection was being served up on a silver platter. One Bible commentary stated, quote, The second question, isn't this Mary's son? seems to be derogatory since it was not customary among Jews to describe a man as the son of his mother, even when the father was not alive. Behind this question may be the rumor circulated during Jesus's lifetime that he was illegitimate, end quote. Dang, who wants to stick around and have to defend themselves to those rumors? Who needs enemies when the hometown friends were anything but friendly? Jesus was amazed at their lack of faith, but it didn't stop the mission. In fact, it became the impetus to the commissioning of the Twelve for their first assignment. This unexpected rejection was perhaps a divine signal of what was to be expected in their work. Richard Donovan said this, quote, 
Jesus tells the 12 to take nothing but a staff and sandals, no bread, no bag, no money, and only a single tunic. Jesus prohibits not only frivolous items, but essential ones as well. His requirements go beyond simplicity to reckless faith. The disciples are to proceed without adequate preparation, trusting local people for hospitality, but above all, trusting God to provide for their needs, end quote. When faced with rejection, judgment, or ridicule as they carried out the mission, Jesus told them, shake the dust off your feet and move on. This command was not a random response. As a testimony against them was a warning of judgment to those who rejected the gospel. The wiping off of dust was a direct reference to the Jewish custom of cleaning heathen dirt from feet when returning home from foreign lands. But perhaps there was an even deeper meaning to the dust wiping. If the dust was not removed, if any remained on the disciples' sandals or legs, the dust would be a reminder of rejection's sting. We humans are notorious for carrying rejection memories around, pulling them out at the most inopportune times, making us again feel hurt, angry, empty. The constant reminder can keep us stuck and keep us from walking forward. The disciples were going to be rejected a lot. Just like Jesus, they had to put it down or it would hinder their ability to spread the gospel. Jesus didn't ignore the pain of rejection. He acknowledged its sting, poured on some healing gospel salve, and then set it down so he could pick up the Father's mission. Wipe the dust off your feet and move on. Easier said than done, yet a practice modeled to us by the maker of the dust himself. May we walk as he did, love as he did, heal as he did, setting down the dust of rejection and picking up the mission set before us. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. If you want to check out more podcasts just like this, you can go to Bethel.ch and you'll find amazing selections of podcasts and much more. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can email us with podcasts at Bethel.ch. See you next time.